0: what is going on folks welcome back to another episode of the locked on pit podcast your daily podcast covering the pittsburgh panthers part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day and folks today we're going to get into a little discussion could pitt's run game take a different type of leap this year pat Narduzzi seems to think so through the first few days of spring camp we'll talk about that and if that could happen and also pitt seems to be looking at a lot of combo guards in the portal so far we'll talk about that why i don't think that's the best route to go and what pitch should do moving forward in the portal it's all coming up today on locked on pit our locked on pit your daily podcast on the pittsburgh panthers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast. And as always, thank you for making the Locked on Pit Podcast your first listen every day. And folks, as always, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Turn on the notification bell so you can get new videos right away. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review. Make sure to give feedback Cannot make this show as good as possible without this feedback and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online because bet online has you covered the season with more props odds and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. And now folks, there's some interesting things going on with pit football and and the interesting thing in these early press conferences is you can kind of get a feel for the direction the team's going a little bit. At least they're early plans. And obviously that can get changed. And it's easy for that to get turned around because if you get right now, you still don't know your starters. You still don't know the personnel. Injuries can pop up. All this different stuff can happen to you as a team before you actually get to where you need to be. And and so as you move through the summer and as you move closer, things are gonna change. And obviously, That is going to be something that's going to be big for this team. However, when I look at Pitt overall, I I gotta tell you, I'm not sure if they strike me as this elite running team. But that Narduzzi said, "Hey, we are churning right now. This is going to be maybe the best running game they've had since the last ACC championship before this year, before the last coach." championship, right? When Quadriolison Olson and Darren Hall out things, that's what he's throwing this akin to. And that's interesting. That's very fascinating to throw out a comparison to 2018. Because that's really the last time we saw this group churn like they were. And, if you will, completely put everything together from offensive line to running back become the ground dominant team and Kenny Pickett was still growing as well, and, and all that, right? So all those things were happening. But this year, you have so much receiver talent, and you have a talented quarterback in Keaton Slovis. So the natural inclination is to say, throw the football. Because not only do you have a really good group of backs that can catch you out of the backfield, and both Izzy has grown in that area, Vincent Davis is a really solid receiving scat back. Um, I, I think he's going to be a really good scat back this year. I think people are going to underestimate Vincent Davis's role in this offense because he fits a lot of that Signetti scat back type of stuff he wants to do. Swing passes, screens, he could probably split them out. He's very quick and fluid. He a lot of different Vincent Davis in the Cignetti offense. But I also look at the receivers, and you have Mumfield, Wayne, Addison, Plus Barton and Bradley, and you feel really good about those top five. Plus you have Gavin Bartholomew, so you have a ton of weapons at your disposal. But the running game to take some things off here, it actually is, I think, a bigger benefit. Last year, I made the argument here that I didn't I didn't think running the ball really mattered much. I really didn't think it mattered much last year. Now, as the season wore on a little bit and things got off, the the rails a little bit in the passing game and teams could adjust a little bit and put a little bit too much on Kenny Pickett at times. That's when the running game started to kind of become a bit more of a focal factor and you could essentially change your tempo and dictate the pace of which you play. That's when Pitt became a really dangerous team last year. And that's when you knew Pitt had a real chance to win this whole thing. And they did. And they went to a New Year's six bowl as a result of that and were very competitive, even down a lot in that in that Peach Bowl, so here's the thing. Pitt becoming a run-first team this year, or a dominant running team, it has its good things. And first of which, I, I want to throw this out there is, whether it's Nick Patty, or whether it's Davis Bevel, or whether it's Keaton Slovis, whoever plays quarterback this year, barring injury, whatever, they're not going to have a Kenny Pickett level guy. And because even slow at his top and his peak. He's going to have some rough goings of things. He's not going to have as much continuity with his receivers. And Kenny Pickett was so good last year. Such a, a just rock solid player all around. Very little shortcomings in his game last year. At a collegiate level. That's going to be tough to to top that. I mean, it was one of the best seasons, if not the best season, we've ever seen from a pick quarterback. Statistically, it was the best season we've ever seen from a pick quarterback. And so there's going to have to be a little less emphasis on the quarterback bailing you out. And all great quarterbacks bail you out, and that's what Kenny Pickett did at times last year. When the team was down, when the team got in the trudges, when the team got under the bridge a little bit, they were able to lean on their quarterback, and their quarterback was able to pick them up. That's what great quarterbacks do. He was able to elevate the team. He was able to elevate guys around him, and Kenny Pickett did that last year. Here's the thing. I don't know if Pitt's going to have this guy this year. Now, Slovis has potential to do that. Potential. But ideally, you would like to take some pressure off your quarterback. And so a running game this year would – Actually, be pretty helpful for Pitt, helpful for Nick Patty, Keaton Slovis. Take pressure off your quarterback. And especially in a wide zone scheme this year, which is looks like what they're gonna move to, probably it's got a pretty athletic offensive line. Makes enough sense to me. So here's the thing: when you look at a Slovis or Paddy, they're gonna work triangle reads, defined reads. They're gonna keep things simple for, them. and being able to run wide zone and then play action. You can reboot legs. You can run a lot of different things. You can move the pocket. You do a lot of things off play action. Now you don't necessarily need to run the ball at a high level to run play action. That is a myth, but it helps. It especially helps if you're trying to attack behind the linebackers, and it'll open things up. And it will help here. And so that's what a running game could be important this year for, is taking some pressure off your quarterback. So he has a great weapons. Regardless of who starts, they're going to have really good weapons. They're going to have good weapons to throw to. But how can you unlock the explosive play? So how are you going to unlock this deep ball? How are you going to unlock explosive plays over the middle of the field? There's going to be different styles to attack defenses this year. It's a different style of pro offense than Mark Whipple's. It's going to be similar, but not completely the same. And so the way in which you can take s- just a little bit of tension off your guys is by helping them run the football. And if you can run the football, let the guys be game managers. And hey, if Slovis or Patty or whoever ends up in being the signal caller ends up being more than that and can bail you out and can play at a high level again, even better. Even better. And that's why it's it'd be nice to have a, a solid running game this year. Because in the past, when Kenny Pickett was developing, 2020, for example, or the COVID year when he got hurt, and Pickett was really growing into himself, he still wasn't quite there just yet, couldn't quite pick up the slag, and they didn't have a running game to work with. So a lot of the offense felt stagnant and didn't feel like they could win in short yard situations, didn't feel like they were efficient. And so that's where that comes in. But that's the benefit of having a run game. If you can get your quarterback some support, things are going to do well. And Pitt could have more of a game manager type this year, a game manager type feel to it. But the the running game can raise the ceiling of a team like that because even great quarterbacks in college, a lot of game managers are really great quarterbacks. You don't necessarily need, you know, it's not the NFL where you need one of those franchise quarterbacks and Here's the thing. A franchise quarterback is a special, very unique skill set in the NFL. In college, it's a very wide skill set. You find great players from different types of schemes, from different types of origins. And so a guy like Keenan Slovis versus a guy like, for example, Lamar Jackson, All both those guys can be franchise quarterbacks at the collegiate level. It doesn't matter if you're a pocket passer or mobile or whatever. We've seen guys, and both archetypes be so on so program quarterbacks, I guess you would say here that can really elevate your program. So we'll see. Kenny Pickett was one. uh, And maybe they'll have another here, but if they don't, they have more of a game manager type and Slovis or Patty, whoever wants that job is just a really good game manager running game will help take the pressure off them and really elevate the ceiling of this offense. Now I want to talk about if I actually believe they're going to have a great running game this year. I know Pat Narduzzi is hyping it up, but is it all talk or is it actually Legitimate is their belief to that. However, for folks, first I want to let you know about Stat Hero because man, do I love March Madness and I love those brackets. But I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em contests. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pick'em's pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back for those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lines you can comb through to take on head to head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports game fix. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/lockedon. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100 deposit match. That's sathero.com slash locked Use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Sathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. It's one game a little bit here. Is it going to be as legit as we all think? I don't know. Pat Narduzzi seems to think that this is going to be a really good running game. And so here's the thing. I look at the team, and I know they have the running backs to do it. The running backs on this team are very good. They have three quality running backs at that. Not one, not two, but three. Hammond's good. Vincent Davis, for all the flack he'll get, he's good. He's a good situational scat back, especially, I'll tell you what, in this wide zone scheme, I think Vincent Davis is going to be great in this. He's going to get in space more. He's going to be able to make one cut and go. That's the exact type of running back he is. exact type of running back he is. That would be perfect for Vincent Davis. I think you'll see a different side of him. He's very fluid. He's very agile. He's got great feet. Vincent Davis has his parts. He's kind of just misused at times. And so I think he'll really have a good year. Izzy Kanda is obviously going to have a great year too. And we talked about him and why I think this could be a really big year for Izzy Kanda coming up in this offense. But really, what does it come down to if this running game is going to be unlocked? So you have three really good backs. You have Daniel Carter, a fullback you have Gavin Bartholomew who's proven himself to be a really good blocker. Now here's where the first question comes up. Do you have the second blocker that could potentially unlock it? Do you have a fullback in Daniel Carter that you can trust? There were flashes last year from Daniel Carter, uh, Addison touchdown, for example, against Virginia, great block. Can he lead block though? Is he going to be a significant piece of that puzzle in terms of the running game? Can you go heavy with him there? That'll be a question to answer. Also, do you have a second tight end? And can that second tight end block? Now, 12 personnel last year was a little bit different. Lucas Crawl wasn't a good blocker. But what Lucas Kroll could do was threaten guys with his vertical ability. And so he would just stock block DBs on the edge. And so there were uses for him. This bit of anyone that can step up, whether it's Mitchell, Renda, Kai Wright, k Trevor Faulkner, the tight end transfer from Air Force. Is there someone who can step up in this tight end room and maybe give them 12 personnel groupings? So can they work through 12 personnel? Is that going to be a part of the offense? Are they going to be multiple personnel? Or are they going to stick in 11? Are they going to stick in 10? Are they going to stick in lighter personnel, 22? You know, multiple backs, is that possible? Yes. Are you going to go more towards 21? But are you going to have two tight ends to go to twelve? Because it's going to dictate how matchups are going to be dictated and how you can kind of play different matchups and heavier sets and nickel versus dime, three 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 fives. It's going to dictate how you change personnel matchups. So that's going to be the first question, and that's one thing clearly right now that I think is holding me back from saying yes, one hundred percent, right? Because you don't have that second tight end that's sticking out. We haven't really heard reports that stay, that, that, you know, you're going to have this guy stick out and this is going to be a guy that's 100% going to be that guy. And so even Narduzzi kind of nudged that one off a little bit. So who's going to be that second tight end? That'll be a big question. I think also the other question is obviously the offensive line. And the offensive line is very interesting in the way that I said last year, and I'll defend them. People said, reactionary in my opinion to the Peach Bowl, that this was not a good O-line last year and that Pickett bailed him out a lot. Yes, the mobility factor obviously does bail them out a little bit, but Kenny Pickett created enough pressure by himself by rolling out of clean pockets to his right a lot. So let's be honest there. And Pitt has a few really good offensive linemen on this group. Carter Warren's a legitimate NFL tackle. So let's be real there. Carter Warren's a really good football player. But also, when you look at a guy like Jake Cradle, getting him back I think it's going to be big. Losing Jake Cradle last year really sucked at the end of that run because him breaking his leg against UNC, that was a tough one. That was a really tough injury, and he might be their best pound-for-pound pound lineman. He can play at center or guard versatile people move a great run blocker so cradle is very good i think marcus myers solid across the board but that leaves two more questions the run blocking at center or guard depending on where cradle is going to play and then right tackle gonsalves and hoy maybe who's going to play right guard is it going to be hoy is it going to be zubovich is it going to be jacoby it's going to be a question right and the offensive line might have you know obviously they return everybody but they weren't a great run-blocking unit last year. Now, they were better with Cradle in there because Cradle's just a peep mover. He's, he's an athlete in space. He can move really well. And so the two big questions I have are that right side of the offensive line, what works out at right guard, what works out at right tackle, and maybe what works out at center. Because, again, if you have Cradle shift to center, and we'll talk about this with the offensive line-centric episode, no, know, who's going to fit in that center spot? Drexel struggled at the end of last year with the snaps. He struggled at the end of last year blocking-wise. He's fine as a blocker, but he's not good enough to where you can justify playing him if he can't snap the football consistently. So what's going to happen there? And then that leaves the right side a little bit of a question mark because Gonzalez struggled a little bit down the stretch, and Zubovic did the same at guard. That'll be the question to answer. The left side of that line is very solid. Carter Warren to Marcus Miner, two really good players. And again, you have another piece of cradle who you can really trust. I think all three of those guys are going to get NFL looks. So you have a, a solid line at least built there. It's a line where you can say you have good players. And there's potential for this thing to really uncork and go special. You have the stable backs. You have three different style of backs. You have a speedster, a track star that's physical and built really stout in Izzy Kanda You have a scat back that's really shifty in Vincent Davis. And then you have this physical undersized type of guy in Rodney Camden who's really cerebral, already has really good vision, has a lot of really good traits. So you have the three backs. You have a really good blocking tight end, you have likely the receivers to make teams respect them, and you have that play action. You have a good scheme in wide zone that has showcased the ability to really get your guys out of space and piss athletic enough off on the offense. But are you going to be able to change personnels? Do you have the second tight end to really exchange with matchups? And then what about the offensive line? There's questions there about who starts where, and if these guys are going to be good enough to really uncork it to the level. Narduzzi says, I don't doubt they'll have a productive running game and a competent running game. I question, though, if it's going to be as elite as Pat Narduzi says. Not completely on that board yet. All right, folks. So Pitt's now reaching out to the portal. As we get more guys into the portal, we're hearing more and more about Pitt reaching out to guys in the portal. Seems like there's a trend growing. A lot of combo guards coming into that. We'll see. Is it a sign? What are they doing if it's not? We'll talk about that coming up. But first, let me let you know about Built Built Bar because, folks, is there a protein bar that you want that maybe tastes good, but you can't find it? I got you. It can be Built Bar because there's a special Built Bar called the Puffs. If you haven't, you are missing out on one of the best Built Bar tasting bars if you have not tried it puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy they're marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they're a treat and they're covered in 100 real chocolate folks all built bars though are covered in 100 real chocolate including puffs 100 they are low calorie high protein and you can replace your candy bars with these they are better for you but they also taste just as Good. And, folks, all you have to do right now is go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Folks, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is right upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. A little bit. And we're going to talk about Pittman's basketball here a little bit now. As as they reached out to another transfer today, reported by George Megalowski of Pittsburgh Sports Now. And they reached out to a very interesting guard in Ladarius Brown from Eastern Tennessee. And this one was pretty interesting to me because he's in the similar vein to what Jamaru Brown was from Eastern Kentucky combo guard. Interesting. There's another few notes, though, in here. Kyle Saplicki reaching out. One of the members of Pitt's support staff. That's interesting as well to me. So it's not Brown. It's not O'Toole. It's not capable, one of the Capels. It's it's Saplicki, and because he's reaching out, I, I wonder if that's a sign. But here's the thing about Ladarius Brewer. This is a guy that fits that combo guard mold, you know, the Jamarius Burton mold. But he does have what appears to be a legitimate three ball. And so 14.6 points per game, a guy that hit 63 pointers, a guy that shot 34% from the field, averaged about two assists per game. So this is a guy that has some upside to it. Also averaged a little bit over one steal per game. So he also has some defensive prowess there. And gets out in transition, he really likes to run. Really likes to run. 100%. This dude is athletic. And you can see it when you watch his tape. The guy has hops for days. And so, I think he's a solid player. You can see it on tape. You can see it when you watch him play. But here's the thing. And and this is the more, I guess, pressing thing. Should they even be reaching out to combo guards right now? What's the need? You don't have a true point guard. So Femio Odecal is a combo guard. Jamarius Burton's a combo guard. You could consider Nike Sabande one, but Sabande is probably more of a. shorten's definitely more of a shooting guard. There's no doubt about that one. But, okay, you have four guards, and you're reaching out to another guy that's not a primary ball handler. So, is this an impending sign that you're going to lose Femi Cali, or you're going to lose someone like Nekisabadi to a grad transfer? I know he already said he's coming back, but never know. Surprises happen. Are you losing one of these guys? Are you expecting that? You know, the, the Collier news was surprising, but – Pick was clearly expecting it. Jalen Ganey, the dots connect. Is there, or, or Should we be connecting the dots here? Is that what's behind this? Because right now, the team does not need another combo guard. They need a wing. And so, Leverius Brewer, he's a solid player. And he's six foot five and he's long. And I guess you can play him at the three if you wanted to. But he's also not going to be your true wing, right? But he could be interesting in that he's had a lot of production from three-point range. And here's the thing. He was all-first-team SOCON, had 16.2 points per game in 2020-21, led the team in steals. He's a good perimeter defender. There's signs here that maybe he could fit into a wing role. Is that what Pitt's trying to put him into? Because he was mainly a combo guard at East Tennessee. He's a good penetrator, too, but he can shoot it. He's a catch-and-shoot type of guy. Not much of a shot creator. He's a playmaker in terms of how he can penetrate and dribble. I don't think he's much of a shot creator, though. Catch-and-shoot guy, a wing, a wing that can drive, that could be something that could you could look into and kind of transforming his role and what it's been now, at East Tennessee, maybe you get him into that experience for sure. But if there's not a guy transferring, the combo guards, it's interesting that they're reaching out to these guys. Do you really need – how are you going to convince another guard to come into that rotation, I guess is what the question would be. Even if you lay a, say you lay a this and a point guard. And you now essentially have six guards. How in the world are you going to get playing time for all of them? But again, it's entirely possible here that we see these guys work outside, work on the perimeter, and especially when you look at a guy like Brewer, that could be his role here. But it's interesting they're reaching out to combo guards with Brown and Brewer. Now, that's two of them. And Thero probably is that as well. if They get his commitment. So how many combo guards can you justify? You already have four guards that are going to get playing time. And they're at least a, you know, Nike Sabande is an ACC legitimate player. They're all ACC players. Some of them are going to be bench players. Some of them are going to be more starters. And that's okay. But it's, it's it's interesting dichotomy here to kind of break down because Pitt is in a weird spot where they need that point guard, though. They need a four. They need a backup big. They need a lot of these different things. They have only three scholarships. So spending one of those on a combo guard, not that good. You know, good enough, it's not that good. So you, you got to be guessing they're anticipating more opening up. And so they'll find a role for guys like Brewer or Brown if they come. I think Brewer's a solid player, again. Just question how he's going to fit into things if they get another combo guard. It's kind of very interesting to look at that. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow here talking a little bit about pit football and more. Or if any news breaks, of course, in the pit basketball realm, we will talk that as well, folks. As always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to pit.